Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. You are listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, home of the Retro Review Series, sponsored by Anchor. You can listen anywhere podcasts are available. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Purists Podcast. My name is Ryan, alongside Jeff, as always. We don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. Hell yeah. Um, that's a big shout out to our friends over at Wrestling Recommendations. Um, and um, I guess if you don't know um, what that's from, then look, from Montreal to Memphis, parlez-vous vous français to all the girls that the fucking Rougeos are on the way. Yeah, you're damn right. God damn. And if anybody's and if anybody's wondering, we're all American boys, baby. <laughs> all American boys. Um, I had that on repeat. Um I went to go I went to go pick Logan up this afternoon. Um, because we're on spring break this week. So I'm going to pick him up eh, a little bit earlier than normal. And so I have mm-hmm. to get in this. So I so I have to get in this car line that you know there's other you know like minivans soccer moms all that either work from home or do whatever and i have to sit in this line and then they walk your kid out cool and you got yeah it's school um but here i am i i didn't even think fucking twice about it um i'm i'm blaring all american boys in this in this car line to go pick my son my son up from church from church preschool, <laughs> you know, and and I get out of the car and I'm fucking shucking and jiving. I lost track for two seconds and I got this song I'm staring at me like the fuck is going on in there? <laughs> um, and it wasn't like quiet; it was loud as hell. Uh, but it's it, it's 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 such a catchy song. It's it's what the kids would say a banger. Oh, another banger. Um, speaking of bangers, um, we are in the midst of WrestleMania season, Jeff. I'm not sure if you've uh noticed that from you know listening to Cody be on Raw, then SmackDown, then on Raw again. Um, but he's had to WrestleMania amongst a plethora of other talent. Um, one of those not being Johnny Gargano because he's been um, relegated to the role of putting Grayson Waller over on NXT. Um, but being as we are in the midst of WrestleMania season, WrestleMania is 
is looking at the future. They're going Hollywood. Um, while we here at here at the Wrestling Bears podcast take a step back in time, um, we are going to where it all began. Um, and that is the very first WrestleMania, the the inaugural chapter of this um damn now 39 year saga. Um yeah. 85 to now. Um of course, um March 31st, 1985, from the Mecca. Uh, that would be Madison Square Garden, um, New York, New York. Um, this was, well, the tagline is the greatest wrestling event of all time. And I would I would use the term wrestling very loosely. <laughs> um, but in terms of it being an absolute spectacle, um <laughs> I wouldn't use the term wrestling very loosely. No. Um I I think they hit it out of the park with this. And I say that in terms of it being an absolute just sight to see because you have to think we're in 1985 so there's n- no real weekly programming you know, we, we don't get raw for another hand handful of years, you know, and they're the longest weekly episodic television show going at, at the time. Yeah. Um, and so looking at some numbers here, attendance, 19,121. Um, the event was seen by over 1 million viewers through closed circuit television making it the largest pay-per-view showing of a wrestling event on CCTV in the United States at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is very clearly, this is, you know, Vince McMahon's baby um, amongst others, I I believe. And I know we'll get into a little bit of that as, you know, we kind of continue. Um, but when, but when you hear WrestleMania, Jeff, um, what are what are some immediate um, thoughts, emotions, um, ex- expectations here in twenty twenty three? What are what are some what are some things that immediately come to mind? Um, man, WrestleMania. I think. Oh, whoa, depend- whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, narrow, narrow, narrow. Love it. You know, if you. If you can go back that far, um, half shop right now, by the way. Uh, depending on your age, you know, everybody comes in. No <laughs> one has to be born. No, I'm just saying, no one has to be born. You're in when no, you're, you're in. Right. You watch when you watch. You know, hey, it is what it is. But depending on your age, for me at least, uh, I tend to think red, white, and blue ropes. I tend to think Hulk Hogan. Um, I mean, uh, 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 I believe the younger kids call it the golden era of of <laughs> WWF. You know, that type of stuff um, initially. But then you also have, you know, the attitude era. You know, I guess when you get into the 2010s, you know, and to, to somewhat current, that's right. That's ruthless aggression, right? Correct. To, to, to some extent, give or take. Mm. But. Yeah, it's definitely a spectacle. Um, 
I think of Bobby Heenan. I think of Gorilla. Mm -hmm. I think of Jesse the Body, Vince. And again, that's just me. I'm probably dating myself, but and obviously I've seen every WrestleMania. But for me, that's what I that's what I tend to think of. Yeah, and um I think um more as a as a generalism because for me as far as my memory can go back really anything before like the early to mid 90s is a blur. So when you hear WrestleMania um com- comparable I think at the time um would would definitely be Starcade because that was essentially um this is essentially the counter to to Jim Crockett promotions and eventually NWA um they would they would put on Starcade every single year and that's you know as WCW was born you know Starcade would be called quote WCW's WrestleMania so mm-hmm. when you think of WrestleMania it's um the biggest show of the year um I'll even take a step forward here um on on everything here celebrity involvement um and I think we do get a heavy dose of that um in this year's show but then even as we go down the line you know we once went from um you know, guest referees, uh, valets, time timekeepers, um, transitioning to Pete Rose, take, taking bumps. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I know we're. Um, I know we haven't covered it on on here yet. Let me just make sure I've got my WrestleMania right here. I mean, it's the it's the showcase of the immortals, right? Yeah, um, and then we look at something like WrestleMania 11, where I think it's the first time that we really see um, that that heavy of a celebrity involvement, where your main event is you know Bam Bam Bigelow, Lawrence Lawrence Taylor. Um, this is also the 95 Mania, so this is the one that Sean won. So he was supposed to be accompanied to the ring by. By by a Pamela Anderson, um, which then turned into Jenny McCarthy, and Pamela Anderson came out with Diesel. There's a whole circle jerk with that. We'll get to at a later date, but um, that was the first moment where we saw, you know, actual true celebrity involvement. And then as we go along, you're getting you know matches, you know, be be it good or good or bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Bono, uh Floyd Mayweather, more recently you look at Bad Bunny, look at Logan Paul. Um so 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 celebrity involvement has always been in in my eyes a very huge part of what of what WrestleMania is. Um Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the biggest wrestling show of the year and they want you to watch it. So get big big names on on here um obviously we're covering the first one today so we're talking about mr t in the main event you know so 
at at the time does it get any bigger than that? Questionable, but um, it's it's always that it's always big matches. Um, it's always a pomp and circumstance. Um, it's 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 just always such a spectacle to see, and I keep circling back to that word spectacle. Um, I mean, it's 1985. We've already mentioned that it's being viewed on CCTV, so there's no pay-per-view yet. So you really have to be invested to watch this, first off. Second of all, it's not just something that you pay for. So it's not like, eh, you're chilling at home. Eh, let's just get the pay-per-view, you know, and you turn on Peacock now, you know. We're talking be, be, you know, before pay per view was really a thing. Um, so, and I'm sure that, you know, Vince McMahon never thought in a million years that it would grow to this, but here we are. Yeah. So we go back and we do take a look at WrestleMania one today, and we're going to see if it holds. Up today, it withstands the test of time. Um, any immediate um moments that you remember from this show before we dive in and and talk about a little more? Um, I'm gonna piggyback. Uh, uh one obviously the war to sell the score. You know what I mean? But to piggyback off what you said, just the household I grew up in. Um, with my grandmother, um, you know, being Italian, um, Liberace, we were a big Liberace household. <laughs> I know some kids and some people are like, who, you know, like mm-hmm. who, but yeah, um, Liberace on here with the Rockets, you know, I guess we'll get into later was a big deal. And I just remember, you know, my family were a fam. what well, was a family of Mark's Anyway, you know, start with my grandmother. Um, so yeah, just wrestling, like you said, mixing with guys like Liberace as timekeeper and re- special guest referees Muhammad Ali. So that's that's the kind of first. Well, it's not the first thing I think about. The first thing I think about is Hogan and the rest of the stuff we're going to get to later. But just like you said, the pop and circumstance of of everything. It, it really, truly is a spectacle. Um, you can look, you know, if you're looking at it through 2023 20, lenses, you're going to be like, well, this is like the biggest, cheapest house show you've ever seen. But you're talking about 1985, which is a long, 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 long time ago in the, in the wrestling world, at least 37 years ago. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's like a marvel, but I'm going to harp on this for the rest of the podcast. You're just seeing things done for the first time. Things are rough around the edges. Things are not right. Things are a little too early. Some of the things we're going to get into, you're like, well, what? Because it's the first go round. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. 110% agree. Um, and I think this was very much so, um, a make or break here for Vince. Um, you know, they were, um, they were cross promoting with, you know, like M with, with MTV, 
Um, we get some musical talents here on the show. Um, you know, we've have sports figures. We have uh, you name it. It's on this show. So I'm really excited to dive into this here a little bit. And it's great, though, because at multiple times throughout this show, they've definitely replaced a lot of sound. <laughs> um, I'll kind of skip forward here just a moment. Um, but the main event, you have Hulk Hogan and you know Mr. T. Um, on on the network, they come out, you know, to you know, real to real American. Yeah. Um, in reality, they came out to Eye of the Tiger. You know, and and so there's a couple of musical, you know, things that we don't we we don't get to experience because it's the network and you got to pay certain people and yeah you know if somebody's not getting their money then you know you're not gonna make money off me or you know for some reason we just have to be all salty about it but um but we open up wrestlemania one bam right in your face wrestlemania on the screen in that beautiful blue font Mm. that blue good blue colored font and to my to my surprise, um, because I had I have and I'll be honest with you, I hadn't seen this show other than the main event before I watched it for this for this episode. Oh really? Yeah. And wow. it's and it's and it's not because of you know an avoidance. Um no, I mean it it happens. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where you think about it and you're like the first, like the, like the first one, you know, and you, you're like, have I seen that? And then you're always put on there like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it later, you know? And then later, later never comes. Hmm. Yep. So, um, we get, we get Gorilla Monsoon welcoming us to the greatest wrestling extravaganza of all time and it's very strange to see gorilla monsoon with hair um but it's but it's glorious don't worry it is um howard finkel brings brings us in and for the singing of the star spangled banner <laughs> and it's so funny because <laughs> because this whole time we've been, you know, and my big thing that I, that you say WrestleMania, I think of celebrity involvement and mm-hmm. you think of all of the artists who are involved in music on this show and Jeff, who do they get to sing the star spangled banner? Uh, um, well, listen, Hey, be easy on mean gene because he actually had, a, <laughs> listen, listen, he it was good. Own, he actually had his own band back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And they had a couple mm-hmm. hits. Um, but Cod, I just want to tell you that I watched 20 seconds into this and I popped so bad. Um, I I challenge you to go back and look at it. Uh, mean Gene's like, yeah, uh, follow. You know, y'all can sing along. Yeah, you know, Star Spangled Banner, blah blah blah. He goes, oh, say can you see? And then he looks down at a car at a at yep. a card. <laughs> he doesn't know the he's, lyrics. He's smart. <laughs> 
He's smart because how many times do you see people like that are doing it like hockey games or, you know, anything and they just forget the words and they just stand there and then they're they're too embarrassed to keep going. So then the crowd finishes singing for him. I'm getting on him, but hey, listen, I'm not going to knock him for being overprepared. He was not being prepared, but when he looked down at the card, just to make sure he worried with that, boy, it, it got me good. Um. I thought you were going to talk about the Fink's mustache for a second. I was like, okay, well. It's oh, well, a- that's that's a given now. That's old school Fink. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was actually it was it was actually good. I mean, you think of me and Mean Gene being it was. the commentator, or I mean, you know, backstage interviewer, um, some some talent, you know, and. This is actually fine. It's better than a lot that you hear now nowadays at you know sporting events. And yeah, he's a good uh uh promotery voice. Well, he has a great voice, obviously. He's mean Gene. But yeah. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, mean mean Gene has a um does now I don't know this for facts, so I'm just I'm just just asking. Um does he have like a military background? Do you do you know? Uh, I don't know actually. No actually, idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up because you hearing a little you hearing a little drill instructor in there a little bit. Um, a little bit. It it was it was more or less um cadence. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, no, just um, just a just a DJ. Before this, okay. Oh, fun fact. Um, because he was in the A A W A for the longest time. Um, that's where he got the moniker of Mean Gene. Um, yeah. Given to him. Do you do you do you know who gave it to him? No, I don't actually. Jesse the Body Vin- Ventura. Ah, makes thought- sense though, right? I I something told me that I, I want to say I just remembered hearing that I knew it wasn't Hogan, um. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he says he says in an interview I laughingly called him the Mean Gene Hot Air Machine, and Mean Gene just stuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is totally great. Um, to circle back to what you were saying, um, his band was called Gene Carroll and the Shades. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Gene Carroll and the Shades. Good lord. Um, also, we do record on Wednesday nights, um, which means we do follow up with AEW via Twitter and group and group chat. Um Jade Jade Cargill's um opponent, Canadian opponent tonight, um, none other than Miss Ty Valkyrie. Um so oh, yay. Everybody saw that coming. As soon as she said, "Oh, Canadian talent," and then you think of Canadian female talent that are free agents, and like a week or two two ago, it was like, "Oh yeah, she's gonna finish out her impact deal," and then, <laughs> oh, okay, well, that answers that. She's always been on the move. Yeah, I I honestly thought MLW because that's where because that's where uh. Because that's where uh, Johnny Impact is right now. 
um god what is his name in mlw because you know how he goes where wherever he goes he's got a new moniker and yeah all that um johnny everything johnny nitro and uh, lucha underground yeah um it's it's either johnny caballero or just he's just going by john hennigan oh wow johnny caballero that's that's actually badass like so uh, i was gonna say that's a that's a pretty good one that's solid right yeah um oh sorry um he's actually going by johnny fusion (laughs) yes yes it lives Um, a good bit um, he is uh, the current national open weight champion, though, for them going over um, David Richards. Oh, my boy, Davey. Set you up for a uh, David Richards jerk and jerk squad. Mm-hmm. To shout out to our friends once once again over wrestling re- uh, recommendations. Check them out at Wrestling Reckham. Um. So we go from Mean Gene uh, to to Lord Alfred Hayes, and he looks confused as all hell. Can I just get that? Uh, he's lost beyond belief. He looks like you can't like someone off camera has a gun to him, and they're making him say <laughs> these things. Am I wrong, Cod? No. You're not wrong at all. Acting titles, fuck off. Um, no, he he looks like um, either he's got a gun to him, or or like somebody has his wife off camera and they've got a gun to her head. And yeah, it, it's it's like he's reading a ransom note or letter, or you know, it's yeah. it's crazy. Um. And then we get Tito Santana, who's with Mean Mean Gene. And then he said he had, um, quote, some goals. And then nothing would get in the way of such goals. Not even the executioner. Uh, This executioner promo was absolutely brutal. Um, (laughs) Do do you know who the executioner is? Um, So the later version is, you know, Terry Gordy, but yes. this one, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? Isn't isn't it Playboy Buddy Rose? It is. Agree. Uh, correct. It's Playboy Buddy Rose. Yeah. Um, I had to. I, I had to do a double take because I saw him and I'm like, this does not look like Terry Terry Gordy. And I was like, well, shit. And then you think about it when he comes back as the executioner. Um, he he was already he already had. Mashed mashed potatoes for brains, and he was in a lot of he was in a big health health crisis essentially, and just got given yeah. the job just because he knows somebody who knows somebody. Um, and somebody would be Michael P.S. Hayes. Um, but for this, execution, oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, but for this one, um. We get we get the executioner, um, like you said, just just fu- just fumbling the bag here. You've got one one job, okay. Yep. And Tito Santana had the had the tougher of the two promos to cut because it's the first promo 
cut in WrestleMania history. And all oh, you have yeah. to do yeah. is and just think about it that way. And all you have to do is fucking follow it up. Um, and this is how he fumbles the bag. Um, he talks about how he's going to attack Tito Santana's leg. It is. He's a stumbling and a bumbling through this thing. He gets. Chef's he, he, kiss a bad promo. He gets through it, but boy, it is rough around the edges. God bless. <sighs> but we do start off with this match. It is Tito Santana versus the Executioner, Playboy Buddy Rose. Um, and before we even lock up, you got just the body on commentary. Um, and I had to quote this and go back and put the subtitles on to make sure I read it and heard it correctly. He goes, he goes, I tell you, Gino, WrestleMania has lived up to everything I thought it would be. There you um, go. so let's, I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that. <laughs> um, let's see. So we had, um, so we had the Mean Gene na- National Anthem. Then we had Lord Alfred Hayes. Then we had Mean Mean Gene and Tito. Mean Gene and and Playboy Bud Buddy Rose. Uh yeah. I mean, you're right, but you're also you got to think. What's it? There's no barometer. There's no bar. There's no. You know, this is just the first deal. You're right. And I think um, the point I was driving at was commentary throughout the night, not just here, but through the night, does a fantastic job of pumping this up way more than it than from a wrestling person pers- perspective and from a from, and from a WrestleMania perspective, I guess you could say. Um this card has no right to be, you know, and yeah, they do a great job throughout the night of making this a bigger deal than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're supposed to do. Um, well, obviously, but not in a AEW campy way, but in a, I mean, I guess again, they're probably working with house money because this is the first go around anyway, but it's still being done correctly. If that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's such a weird the way this card is built, it's so weird. Um, you know, you're looking at all you're looking at your match card and you're and you're you know in your creative meeting and you're like, okay, guys, so it's the first WrestleMania. We have all of these matches, we know that we gotta have Hogan go on go on last. Uh, who do we put in the who do we put in the opener? Oh well, you know we have you know the, we have the IC championship match, we have the tag title match. You know what? We're going with Tito Santana and the Executioner. Um, who's got Tito's number? Somebody ring ring Tito. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. It it's it's just that. And this is just going off of their characters in general. The the executioner is such a such like a I'll use a term that you know you Gen Zers know 
Um, he has such a mid type of type of gimmick as far as the executioner goes. And then, the, and then the other one's Tito Santana, you know? So, yes, I mean, this is, this is Tito Santana. This, this is Tito Santana, the star. Um, so this match goes for about just under five. Um, yeah, but this was just a standard, um, mid, mid card match. I mean, yeah, the, there's not a lot really to get excited for. I wish I could say the crowd was more into this. Um, but it it was just, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I no, I'm I'm with you. This was not the greatest opening, uh, WrestleMania match of all time. Um. It almost feels like there was supposed to be something else, and this is, yeah, you know, I don't know. This is what they had to do. But then you're also thinking, too, that this is the first go-round, and this is when you're actually getting paid, you know, yeah. per the mm-hmm. house. And, like, there are there are, there are are no guaranteed con- contracts, so there's that. And I'm sure everybody was trying to get on the show, and you don't know if someone's owed somebody a favor or um you know you you you, you get what i'm saying like hey i can't do that but i got you i got you on that you know i get you on hey you you did this thing for me here and i'll get you on wrestlemania you know like yeah could be that but who knows yeah um but I really liked how. So this is still the time where um, you know they're getting their introductions, and it has like on the screen the graphic. It'll be like Tito Santana, you know, where he's built, built from, and how much he weighs. Which, which modern day, I really enjoy that touch from that. It's not just their name and like their Twitter handle. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I like how for the executioner, it was just. Hard parts unknown, and then it goes to say how many pounds he weighs. <laughs> it's just question marks. Um, <laughs> like you didn't want to step on the scale. Uh, you know the good old parts unknown. You can't go uh, wrong with him. Yeah, parts unknown. When all it um, fails, parts unknown. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's just a just a very average match. Um. Not very exciting. Kind of knew who was gonna win. Um, you know, t- you know, Tito wins. Uh, put uh, he uh, locks in the figure four. Um, the executioner taps, and that is that. There we go. That's your first match in WrestleMania history for those um, who are taking notes for the next trivia night. Um, the first match in WrestleMania history um, was Tito Santana versus the Executioner. The Executioner Daddy. Executioner Daddy. Um, go back to Alfred Hayes. Somebody still got the gun off camera. Um, and he just passes us to mean to to mean Gene. And obviously, there's there's gonna be some hiccups with it being the first WrestleMania. Um, and now, and nowadays it just goes to commentary. Who's like, Hey, we'll kick it backstage to, you know, Joe, to Joe Schmo, you know, and 
Um, I guess Lord Alfred Hayes was Mean Gene's hype hype man. I don't know. Um, and he keeps on calling them super wrestlers. Um, I know for King Kong Bun Bundy because that's where we go next. Um, he calls him a super wrestler, but he uses plural, so I'm like, super yeah. Wrestler. I I was gonna ask you about this too. Ask you about that too. <laughs> I was like, what's the deal with this? Well, what is a super wrestler and how can I be that? Because <laughs> uh, that would be great, thanks. Um, but we do get tossed back backstage. Um, we get a we get a pre-recorded interview um, from Special Delivery Jones, um, who's promising to yes. get down for us. Um, <laughs> and then King oh, Kong Bundy oh, is oh, SD Jones, SD Jones, daddy. Um, and then King Kong Bundy is promising to squash special delivery Jones. Um, so I'm going to make this quick. It was that's the next match. Um, Jimmy Hart is with King Kong Bundy. Um, it takes King Kong Bundy longer to get to the ring than this match is. Um, when he said he was going to squash him, uh, he wasn't joking. No, it was a push, a splash at all. It was, <laughs> it was exactly what you wanted. Uh, I wish I could, uh, boy, I wish I could tell you. Man, you know, SD did. He didn't do a damn thing. Um, a damn thing. So I clocked this at twenty-five seconds. Um, I thought it was. Oh well. For so, WWE, it was nine, <laughs> right? Yep. So, um, this is this is one of those, um you know, kind of over-exaggerations because if you think about it, it takes King Kong Bundy a hot minute to get across the ring, okay? That's, so it's, that's there's, no, there's no nine seconds involved in anything, okay? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Because, <laughs> um, fun fact, I watched this match twice just for that purpose. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, nine, nine seconds. No, so I, I, I went back and I clocked it. It was, a, it was like, 24, 20, like 24, 25 seconds. I was like bullshit. Um, but yeah, this is a nothing. It's a throwaway, complete squash. Yeah. Um, out in the back we have um maniac Matt Matt Bourne. Watch out for that guy. Um. He's with Mean Gene, and he's saying that Ricky Steamboat is just too nice, and that he would beat him up. Um, pretty much, and boy, Steamboat is fucking yoked. Um, you're which, goddamn which, right, he is. Which I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it's the dragon, but I mean, man, oh. he is boy, he is on another level. Um. Yeah, and what what one of these things uh, uh isn't like the other? I can tell you that inside this place. Bull, yeah, not a cold chance in hell. 
you look at you look at Ricky Steamboat and let me see was this his first I have a feeling this was his um so this was actually his second match with the company um at this time because he was actually really? yeah um so um he was he was with JCP for a while yeah um, yeah yeah and you'll never believe who he had a creative difference with, no. which, which led him to leave N- NWA. Who Rick, Ricky? Yeah. Um, who was who was who was who was the Booker at the time? So this would be late. So this would be late eighty four, early eighty five. Not Arn. I mean, uh, Tully just Tully's no, because Horseman's 85, 86. Um, Croc, no, who's give it to me? I'm just Abby, Abby, the American dream daddy. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what the hell am I thinking? Yeah, of um, course. Sorry, 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 sorry. My, what the hell am I doing? And I knew that you knew that too. Yeah, what I am I? Do- sorry, I was no, 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 yeah, I was. When you have use, you know, not useless, but when you have yeah. useless wrestling stuff in your head, I'm trying to go through the archives in my brain. No, yeah, absolutely, it's dusty. Fair, yeah. So, um, creative differences, um, with with Dusty Rose, Daddy. Um, he left Dusty and signed with Vince. Um, and so I've got it, it's either his second or third match. So. Um, and this is not a, um, where is it at here? So this is not a cited, um, source here as far as Wikipedia goes. Um, it says that his debut was on, um, was against Steve Lombardi. Um, but my sources over at Profite DB, uh, that would be the internet wrestling database um has his tape yeah um i use them for for everything um check them out profitedb.com um so i get all my star ratings too um Hmm. so there was a house show um two weeks prior to this show it was steamboat and uh he went over terry gibbs um terry gibbs from uh, the greatest city in the USA. Oh, uh, that'd be Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We don't, we don't, we don't own Mark Mark Madden either. So just get that straight. Um, <sighs> and then this would be his second match. So I'm gonna go off of that. Just Shane Douglas. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when your finisher is called the Pittsburgh Plunge, you might as you might as well. <laughs> um so yeah this is what I'm going to call as Steamboat's second match in the WWF and he looks absolutely phenomenal looks like a million bucks um is he is he the is I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without putting my foot in my mouth do you think okay. He is the greatest wrestler to come through WWF and not win a world title. 
Well, he well, well before I get to racking my brain, he's definitely in one of them. Yes. Oh yeah, if absolutely. 100%. If you're yeah yeah, if you're talking about um, if you're talking about guys that never were. I mean him, uh, uh, Piper. Um, I mean I can just go on and on and on and on. Well, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. But. Look, I mean, if you talk to well, you know, if you talk to anybody, if you talk to some of the older heads, his wife Bonnie apparently was just uh, apparently just unbearable as a mm. as a manager slash you know I you know she tells Ricky what to do because he was mm. there was a ton of times where he was supposed to win belts and and do this and do that, but yeah, um, you know, like she wanted him to have time off, like and which. You know, we're I'm complaining about a man having time off for with his kids, which sounds insane. But in those days, you know, you just it was just hard to take time off. And I think Steamboat, when he got to WWF, struggled uh, 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 with that because of um, because of that, you know, because because of those type of things. Yeah, and it's, and this is still the world of kayfabe for those who are listening and were thinking about, oh well, uh, it's not just 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 a work. Everything was a work in 1985. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, and as and as well as it should be, everybody. Yes, yeah, and to turn. Holy shit, Miles! Miles, Miles Sanders getting 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 paid. From the Eagles, uh, that'd be the Carolina Panthers. Uh, four year, twenty six mil. Mm, good grief! There, there's a lot of crazy money getting thrown thrown around. I almost felt like it was um, NBA free agency. You'll have, and I always tell tell myself I was in the wrong sport because you'll see NBA free free agents. You know that'll come out that'll Uh-oh. mean like. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Like, like a third or fourth rotational guy, you know, like six, like six points and three boards, and he's getting paid like four, like four million a year. Yeah. Are you fucking yeah. trying to tell me I can't get my fat ass out there and put up six, six points a game? Come on. Oh, well, and and if you play your cards right, you can play into your forties. Yeah. I mean Vince, Vince. I mean Vince Carter. Hell. Um. Mm-hmm. I think it was what mid forties for him, right? If you if you have a skill set, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vince Carter. He's forty six now. Yeah. Uh, last played in twenty twenty, so that'd be forty three ish. I mean, yeah. There you go. I mean, hell, he played for eight for eight teams. God, god damn. You Donis Haslam still still playing? Uh, this is is last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, that's that's a lot of money. Mother. Mother, look, motherfucker does, doesn't look like he's aged one drop. Like, well, I mean, black don't clack, crack, clack, cod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know you, you, you don't know nothing about that, but I don't. But... I don't, but I, I'll take your word for it. Good. Um, no, yeah, it's crazy. Um, signed with the Miami Heat in August 2003. And that's a wrap, Jack. Back to the wrestling. <laughs> um, 
No, th- th- this is a this is a Ricky Steamboat. Um, it's the right word. This is a Ricky Steamboat showcase. Yeah. Um, this is not for maniac Matt Bourne. Okay, let's let's get <laughs> that straight. Okay. Um, who was later? Who was later? Doink. Yeah. Yeah. Wonka. Wonka. Um, wasn't he evil doing too? Or was he uh, just right? Re- or was he just a regular doink? I can't remember. Oh, this motherfucker was big fucking Josh. The fuck out of here. Yeah, that's right. Yep, 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 We're gonna watch WCW and look every time. Um, and I'll go on record because they tagged only once that I can recall of, but go ahead and fuck PNPN news while I'm while I'm here. Okay. So he every time I see like a big Josh or um or you know like a big Bubba or a PN news, I'm like, this is already a shit card. Like I don't even want to look at it. And <laughs> That's look, it, you're done. I wasn't I wasn't wrong. Okay, the pace was fine. This is just this is very similar to Tito Santana Executioner. It is I wouldn't say spot for spot in the same match. But you got the same vibes that went for under five minutes. This goes for over for just over four and a half. Yeah. Same thing. You know who's going to win. It. I mean, it was just very, very mediocre. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what, exactly what you said. It's a showcase showing you a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat could do. And then back in those times, um, you know, guys hit the rope and bounce off or come off the top rope, and the and the and the the roof blows off the place because you just weren't doing a bunch of that stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely a steamboat uh, showcase. Look how nice and flashy and fancy this toy is, you know. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense though, seeing as this is is. I mean, this this is this is essentially his. You know, this is debut. So if you don't, yeah. if 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 you weren't, if you weren't a JCP or an NWA guy or girl, and you're checking this, whatever this whatever this WrestleMania is, oh wrestling, then, then you're checking him out for the first time, and. Let it be known that if you weren't on the Ricky Steamboat train av- after this, the train left the station, brother. Uh, sure did. Uh, um. Up next, Lord Alfred Hayes almost forgets what Bruno San Martino's name is. <laughs> no. <laughs> really no no he he almost does yeah (laughs) he almost does is is so good though it was so good um and so we then cut to a pre-recorded thing you have you have you know we have bruno cutting off david sam san martino um and he's threatening to beat up 
Johnny Valiant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get something from then you get something from Johnny Valiant. He's saying, Oh, uh, my my guy Brutus Beefcake will win this match, and Bruno San Martino's a crazy person. Um, one, I think you mean beefcake barber. Two, Damn it, you're right. Yeah. Then he um then he gets he gets on the microphone, he kind of freezes up and like does raspberry. He's like Yep. And he, then he's like, That's right. He doesn't need to speak. I'll speak. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The wheels are just coming off of this thing. Yeah, well, um, they were coming off way before this. Oh yeah. That's an understatement, but yes. I mean, if you want to be generous about it, we can even pinpoint when Lord Alfred Hayes almost forgets Bruno San Martino's name as the like, oh yeah, there go the wheels. And he's a living living legend. God damn it, yeah, you're right. Um, so then we go to that match. Um, it is David San Martino um being accompanied by his father, Bruno. Um also, too, if you don't know anything about uh, uh, WWF or WWWF, um, Bruno San Martino is their greatest champion of all time. Mm-hmm. I want to say, what, God, what is it, nine? He held the belt for nine years or something like that. And you're talking about um, an Italian uh, 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 in the Northeast, Madison Square Garden, I mean, he just was the guy. So when they say like the living legend, it's not hyperbole. He is the living legend to those people. Um, he comes out, he gets the pop. No one cares about his son. When you look at uh, when he when he first comes out, he gets uh, he gets a uh, a name flash twice. Bruno San Martino manager. Bruno San Martino manager. Then they get into the ring, and it's like David San Martino. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, want so, nothing, want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um. So. Um. So it is recognized as two thousand eight hundred and three days, um, as the longest reign, um. Which. Um, which so let's see here. So across two reigns, though, is over 4,000 days. But um, the longest one, which this is a record that will never be broken. It's it's. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And again, between total, what you said, 4,000 days, 4,040 days. Yeah. Okay. Not even close. Um, The 2,803 days um, divided by 365 days. that brings it out to 7.68, so almost about eight years. Just for the run, title. just for the one rain? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So can we get a count of everything then? Like what, what was the total rain then? So 4,040. That's why, and again, as, as much as I've been loving the the bloodline story, Lemon Roman and everything, when they were like, he's been your longest. Like I was watching at at home, your longest Universal Champion yep. WWE Champion. I was like, "Well, wait a minute." And I was like, "Okay, maybe they mean like <laughs> un- maybe they mean like Universal, right? Because are we just mm. gonna act like Bruno Sammartino's 
didn't exist or yeah so in total between the two reigns it was over 11 years yeah there you go so to put it into context just one whole decade um, that's all yep um the uh, the inaugural wwwf champion was who jeff Their Noggle WF champion. Ooh, my goodness. Give it to me. I'm drawing a blank. I'm terrible tonight. So that was so that'll be Buddy Rogers. Yeah. Damn, what is going on with me tonight? Eh. Spring <sighs> spring break. I'm struggling. Um so we go from that, which is when Bruno San Martino wins the world, the the world title. Yeah. That kicks okay. off the 2803 days. Um now you should know know this one. Who does Bruno San Martino lose it to? What? Give it to me. What am I doing? Hold on. So this is the first time. Give it to me. Ivan Koloff. Ivan Koloff. Yep, you're right. Um, which is crazy because he only held the title for 21 days. Uh, that's that's probably because I don't know. There were probably people storming. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, not shit. wrong. Well, well, we gotta we gotta get out of this thing somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he dropped it to Pedro Morales, who held yeah. it for over a thousand days. Um, the WWF rejoined the NWA in 1971. Um. So we had Pedro Morales lose it to Stan Stasiak, um, who then lost it to Bruno San Martino for his second reign. That reign was 1,237 days, which equates to um, about three and a half years. Damn. That booking. He dropped it in April of 77. I want to throw out a random guess. No, I'm going up. Nope. Superstar Billy Graham. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, superstar. Um, and we'll bring and we'll probably bring this up when we get to it. Um, Hulk Hulk Hogan is your current WWF champion at this time. All also, um, the title around his waist looks like a toy. Uh, yeah. So I did this very intentionally, went down this whole Bruno San Martino path um, because the match is, I mean, the match is Beefcake Barber versus David San Martino. And it's exactly to your point, though. It's like Bruno San Martino, Bruno San Martino. David San Martino. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. Like, this match is not about David. It's 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 about Bruno. And one thing I've learned from you know Disney Plus is that we don't talk about Bruno, but I guess not in WWF. Um, but for what it's worth, this match was. You know what, Jeff? What did you think of this match? I want to know what you think first. Um. Okay. So for me. Uh, this was 
once I and I I I once I saw this, I actually did re did remember this. This was if I had to take a guess, like, hey, it's in Madison Square Garden. Um, we have to have Bruno Sammartino involved with this thing. Then this thing somehow, he obviously is not going to be out here taking bumps. So we mm -hmm. can throw everybody we can throw everybody a bone by giving giving it, giving the crowd a pop. Um, his son gets a bone by being on WrestleMania and probably a nice little pay, pay paycheck. And that's that. I think. <laughs> right you know did did i miss anything this whole thing was again listen everybody you think we're uh everything old is better than everything new no no not necessarily this whole thing was um how do we get bruno san martino on this card yeah and i'll tell you what um this match um was boring Mm -hmm. It was, and I don't know if it was David who was feeling the pressure of it being Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania, dads at ringside. Um, it was just, like you said, to get Bruno on the card, and then it ends up being a double DQ anyway. Yeah. It just, it just... Everything falls apart. And if you had to take a guess, Jeff, just off the top of your head, how long do you think this match went? Um, man, uh, 13 minutes. Yeah, actually, um, you're close. It's just under 12. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, I mean, but still, this match had no right going 12 minutes. Sorry, Jack. You don't get the honor of being the second longest match on this card by a minute, uh, by about two minutes. I think you're right there. Yeah, but it's just a big old brawl, big, big schmaz, you know? Um, you know, and that's it. Big brawl. Um, not what I expected. But whatever we got to do to get Bruno on the yep. show. Still to come, the confrontation of all time. That's a quote from Gorilla Monsoon after this uh, brawl. Um, so up next... Uh, we get pre-recorded promos and, or sorry, pre-recorded -re -pre interviews. And every time he says, we go to this pre-recorded interview. And every time it's Lord, it's, it's just Lord Alfred Hayes, you know, just in, in, in the words of Chris, in the words of Chris Berman, he's fumbling, stumbling. And it's yeah. every time. Um, we go to also, Greg. Good. Um, what I was talking about earlier with this thing being being um new, you have Lord Alfred Hayes standing there, and the wrestlers have to walk by him, <laughs> and then walk by. You know, it, it just shows you, like I said, how raw, you know, how raw and just them trying to get this thing off the ground, and and not really knowing who should be doing what and 
where and you know just doing their best to figure it out the the the, the first time yeah um I think that happened with the um every uh it was it was with the Tito Santana match it, that mm-hmm. was that was the first time I noticed that I saw him walk, walking by I'm like um okay sure um, but we do go back uh to Greg the Hammer Valentine and Jimmy Hart. Um the champion who is Greg the Hammer Valentine here um says he's gonna beat his opponent and his challenger, good old JYD, the junkyard dog, um inaudible. <laughs> you cannot understand him other than like I think at the very end I caught him talking about a bone. I a uh, dog's gonna find a bone. I think he's gonna find a bone with Greg the Hammer Valentine. I believe. I'll take make your a, word for it. To make a long story short, I'll take your word for it because that is our next match. It is it is JYD, Mister Junkyard Dog, um, taking on Greg the Hammer Valentine, who is the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he looks great. He looks like a million dollars. Oh. Fuck yeah, he does. This I is think, the first. Good. Oh, good. Um, I think he's a guy that gets lost in translation. Yep. Just with so many. Um, I think. I think you know. Maybe t- ten to twenty years earlier, or ten to twenty years later. I mean, maybe not later, but. And again, he was great in his own right, but I, I think Greg the Hammer Valentine just gets looked over. I think he's so good in all of his stuff, and all of his stuff looks good, and he's taken seriously. He's been a face. He's been a heel. Uh, tag team champions, a dream team. I just think he's great, and I think he just gets looked over, um, unfortunately. But I love me some Greg the Hammer Valentine. Mm. Um. Do you know who his last WWE opponent was? Greg the Hammer Valentine? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you the year. It's not going to help you. Um, it's <laughs> the So the date is October 17th, 2005. Uh, be WWE Heat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. No, no fucking no WWE fucking- Heat. No fucking shot. Um, Just look at me. Oh my goodness! You know who it is. No, I don't. Give it to oh. me. <laughs> it's, it's Rob Conway. Yeah. The hell was that, he doing wrestling Greg Valentine? Um, that's a great question. Um, also on this, was there anything? Oh, the main event for this heat was um, Matt Stryker and Shelton Benjamin versus Nick Nemeth and Kerwin White. If you'd have told me, like, hey, was Dolph Ziggler and, and Greg the Hammer Valentine ever on the same show, I'd, I'd have told you get the hell out of my face. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, yeah. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, there were 4,500 people in attendance for this. What type of foolishness are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. Um. Also, for those who don't know, Ker- Kerwin White, Chavo Guerrero. Wow. 
I know. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Um, this is also the first time I had ever seen Intercontinental bro um broken up with a hyphen. Yeah. Um I'm just it, it it's it's so weird seeing it today as you know intercontinental championship and now it's intercontinental like why the hyphen Ugh. yeah that's interesting um i have a feeling you liked this match you go first damn it okay I have very mixed feelings about this match. Um, I don't really know if it's the other stuff that was on this card. Um, but I do think overall spectacle um, match work. There's not a whole lot here, but what have you. Um, this is the full package as far as matches go to this point. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, it's not my match match tonight. Don't get, don't go, don't, don't get me wrong and don't get it twisted. Um, this is, but, but, but this is fine. Um, okay. So I enjoyed the match. Um, just because I enjoyed Greg, the hammer Valentine. Yeah. It's no secret that this, iteration of jyd um isn't a good one um he's fighting some he's fighting some substance abuse demons uh he's not in the shape he used to be um he's kind of doing his his skits and bits you know he's he's doing his what he always does he's not bad in the ring or anything like that but um yeah he's, he's 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 not the jyd of old Louisiana and and all that uh, with the Freebirds and and DiBiase, it's not that. Yeah, but I enjoyed Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, excuse me, but it also goes to show you how he's still beloved because he comes out there and then roof blows off that place. He does his little thump. He does his little shucking and driving when he gets on the rope, and man, they love JYD. So. It just goes to show you that it, it this can be still be a, a spectacle in the sense of um, what he can't give you in the ring. You know, it's can he he can still give you some on the entertainment aspect. Thump. Yeah, that's all. Um, that, that that's all I thought about during this match is um, so for context. Um, J JYD has the word thump on the back of his tights. Um, but so this was the first match and JYD, this is another trivia for everyone. JYD is the first person at WrestleMania to have entrance music. He is. Yeah, there was this. The, oh, there was the, no. Yeah. Yeah. Not until later. Not well, this is the first yeah, time right. I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, this is the most that the crowd has been invested in any of these matches. 
Yeah. Um, for sure. Just like you said, out, out, out like a house of fire. Also, um, also a great spot in this match when JYD has Jimmy Hart. Oh, and then too, can we, we haven't praised Jimmy Hart. Um, he's just great. So there's that. Um, he's, yeah, he's made an appearance a couple times so far and we've just, we just grazed he, over it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's great. And there's, there's a spot where when he's standing there and JYD is grabbing him and Greg, the hammer's coming off the rope to hit him in the back. And you know, it's set up, it's set up by Jimmy Hart because Jimmy Hart has to tell JYD when to move, you know? Yep. So he just steps out the way and he gets nailed and takes a great bump. Um, yeah, I, I even liked and again, this is the classic wrestling. Like, this is a good finish. So, that happens. He, you know, Greg the Hammer gets, you know, gets, well, he hits Jimmy Hart, then they then they get back in the ring. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine kind of rolls up, you know, kind of sunset flipper, kind of kind of rolls up, or not rolls up, but, you know, like, Kind of over on his shoulders, got JYD over over on his shoulders, puts his legs on the rope, one, two, three, uses leverage, he wins, the crowd's all pissed off about it. Then your boy Tito Santana comes out there and tells the ref that, you know, he cheated and somehow, you know, ref's discretion, it's overturned. <laughs> and then and and then uh Greg the Hammer doesn't want to come back because he's like, Hell, I won fair and square, blah, 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 blah. He gets counted out. Um, I actually thought that that was a really good, like that whole ordeal was a really good finish, especially in the time here with kayfabe and all that. Yeah, and they really put it over on commentary because there was no title change. Um, good on Mon, good on Mon Monsoon for that because he said it about forty times. Um, the yep. the the title does not change hands on a countout, so he's still the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Cool, great. Love the finish. Um, I I also love how Valentine was like, eh, f- eh, fuck it." <laughs> no, yeah, I, but I mean, that's that's how I, I mean. Again, an old school heel would say that. I mean, I why I just beat you? You know what do you mean? It's a great Chan- finish. Um, uh, Valentine Champions looks good mm-hmm. as a heel. Keeps his belt. The fans pop because JYD wins. He didn't get beat. Um, uh, it's perfect. Yeah, JYD getting the second loudest pop. Of the night thus far. The first, Bruno San Martino. Yeah. Which we had to sit through his son's boring match for almost 12 minutes to get it, but it's going <laughs> to be ever... going to be. Oh. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, easy. Ah. <laughs> uh... Lord Alfred Hayes again, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Um, both these teams had pointed opinions. Let's hear some more about those opinions they had to express. I started putting the subtitles on for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> God, she's uh, the best. Um, fucking a right he is. Sheik has always been great. If you don't follow Sheik on Twitter, please do. Everybody's a jabroni. All right. Um. Uh. So we do get we we do talk to the Iron Sheik here. Um. And as he's preparing for his match, because he's um with Nikolai Volkov for this one. Um. He and he insists that 
This is my best time of life for sharp situation. Mm-hmm. Again, subtitles were a were just a blessing for this show. Um, um, and then we get a retort uh from the tag team champions. Um, the US Express. Uh, so that would be um uh, that would be IRS and uh and and the dirty yellow dog. Yeah. Well Barry Wyndham. Yeah. Um he was also known as Forest Stalker, the Lone Wolf, the Widowmaker, um Black Blackjack Mulligan Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he was also the stalker damn it who wasn't well yeah um i think it was on house shows that he was first the native stalker and then he went from um the native stalker to just the stalker and then um then they were like, oh, yeah, it's just Barry Windham. Like, fuck out of here. Way to just bury it on, on arrival. You know, just no shot. Um, So they're both in street clothes because it's those two and, and it was Captain Lou. So in street clothes, but they are saying that they're on their way to the ring right now. Uh, again, um, you're talking about, you know, them just not being able to figure everything out. You know, they're doing this thing live on the fly. I've never done one. So, fair. you know, cut them a little slack here. Fair, fair enough. Um, so we do get this match next. It is, of course, you at the U.S. Express. Um, your current champion is taking on Volkov and Sheik. Uh, they've got classy Freddie Blassie in their corner. Awesome. Um, Volkov opens with the Russian national anthem. Crowd is super hot for that. Mm. Oh, I I love this. Freddie Blassie is in the ring. He has the punchable face. The Sheik's the Sheik. Volkov's <laughs> Volkov, and and they're singing the Soviet. I want to say Russia, not even that. The Soviet Union. And boy, the fan the fans are just raining down trash into the fucking ring. I mean, it's great. It's really? Good heel work. Such good heel work. It's it's so good, and you don't see that in modern in modern wrestling anymore. Just so oh, and, no, and... because if 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 someone actually got real heat the way they were throwing stuff in the ring. Everybody on the internet would be like, these these are people and they they have lives and kids and you just you can't throw anything in the ring like that because it, it could be in danger. Uh, so you have all that, but Sammy Guevara can throw himself from the top of a fucking 30-foot lighter on his neck for no reason and people will clap like train seals. But what do I know? Oh, don't Sorry. forget Darby, don't forget Darby Allen jumping off a 30-foot ladder onto chairs. Well, he first. he's going to end up killing himself. So uh, he he actually doesn't know any better. Sammy Guevara knows better. Darby Allen oh. just you know I don't know I like punishing myself for whatever whatever reason. It's fair. Um, 
As far as the match goes, it happened. Uh, was this a match? <laughs> is this a match um i'm 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 gonna save that question for later um the heels um, look like fucking brick shit houses by the way just throw <laughs> that out there so <laughs> i circle back to this a lot because it's burnt a lasting image in my head um so at heroes of wrestling it was volkov and Sheik versus versus um I'll just call them the sheep herders just for now. Um, But it was 1999. So this is 85 and they can't work. Okay. I mean, they're, they're super over heels, but they can't, they can barely work here. What do you think they worked like in 99? 14 years later. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. Um, Volkov, um, I got his uh, autograph. He was at MCW show, like you know, it's just I guess talent. Um, it's cool, you know, it's cool. Some of the stuff you don't think about with these ledges and stuff that, like, yes, you know, time comes for everybody, you know, and you do things in your life here and there, and one day you'll be sixty, seventy, eighty, and you'll be dead and dust, but. You know, it's cool to have someone's, and not that I'm special privy to this. I'm sure this guy's got every damn fucking autograph and everything archived from here to the sun. But it's cool to have an autograph from a guy that was on WrestleMania one. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Remember, Jeff, there's heroes and there's legends. Um. Then heroes now, get- <laughs> then now, forever together. Well, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Sorry about that. Thank you to the Sandlot for that. Um, but yeah, this is a great question of whether or not this is a match. This is more of a this is more of an affair, I think, as opposed to a wrestling match. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and two, while I'm at it, Barry Windham's on another fucking level. Than and these guys. 80, and this is 85. Yeah. We're not yeah. even two. No. He just, yeah. he, one of these guys, one of these things isn't like the other. And Barry Windham is just whew, so good. Again, brick shit house. Yeah. If you, if you, if you don't know it's him, you think he's a Von Eric. You know what I'm saying? God damn. If you yeah, just you're look right. at him, you're like, is that a Von Eric? No, nah, it's Barry Windham, bro. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, um, Blassie hits Barry Windham with his cane. Uh, the baddies, the foreigners get the pin and another, um, trivia fact here, folks, the first title change at, at WrestleMania, um, your new tag champions are Volkov and the Sheik. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, mean, mean jeans with with Freddie Blassie, and he's like, I didn't use a cane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, great. And then you have the Sheik that you, subtitles are great, y'all, because <laughs> like, um, the subtitles had a hard time describing 
or you know transcribing what he was actually saying no kidding like i didn't get anything <laughs> hey but it's funny you know the chic is yeah um so up next is the $15,000 body slam challenge um between Big John Stud and Andre the Giant. Um, so we have a pre-recorded interview. Um, uh, Big John Stud, who has a gym bag with the WWF logo on him, probably a lot of pumped up $1 bills from the club. Yep. Um, he promises that um, Andre would be retired when he failed to slam him. So that's essentially it's it's a career versus stipulation match or career versus title, I guess you could say. Um Andre loses, he retires. Um or sorry, I guess he fails to scoop slam him. Yeah. Uh, you know um but if he does then he wins fifteen thousand dollars. Um and the whole time, Big John Studd is with Bobby DeBrain Heenan. I don't want to overlook that because um, gold. Um, yeah. Well, brain's great. Um, and the whole time this promo is going on, you have Mean Gene trying to, like, take singles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. It's so good. This is this is good Mean, mean Gene. Um, we wouldn't get per- pervy Mean Gene until the 2000s, but... This is a good start. Um, so we go to that now. Um, this goes on for about six minutes. Um, this is where I'll, this is where I'll chime that um, you know, question in here. Is this a match? Uh, no. I mean, no. it's more. It's yeah. It's this is more of a spectacle because Andre isn't what he used to be. He's actually watching. Obviously, watching this, but watching this, he's actually better than I thought he was going to be here at WrestleMania one. Yeah. Um, nineteen eighty five though, he really hasn't started to decline yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not really a match as a spectacle. Big John Stud too. Um. Big John Stud is like damn near eye to eye with him, so he lets you know how huge of a man he actually is. He's yeah. not eye to eye with him, but he's damn near close, give or take two three inches. But yeah, I I did like the finish to this though, because if you know if you're thinking kayfabe, so he takes the he takes the the he gets the gym bag of money and mm-hmm. takes two or three handfuls, throws them to the crowd, which that's always a good thing. And then Bobby the Brain gets in there and grabs out of his hand and holds <laughs> out of there. So I thought I, I thought that, that 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 finish was 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 pretty good. Yeah. And especially was, for it not being an actual like match. It was very well done, I think. And in terms of um I mean neither one of these guys are, you know, a Ricky Steamboat or a Tito Santana. Um, yeah. But they play to their strengths. They don't overstay their welcome. The crowd eats up all of this. 
and it was well done. Um, I think this was my most enjoyable match up until the main event. And it's damning to say on a card that has Tito Santana, Ricky Steamboat, um, Greg Greg Valentine, Barry, Barry Windham, that up to the main event that this match that's not even a match is super enjoyable. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely fair. Um, so we go from Andre throwing money to Vince throwing money because we go to Cindy Lauper. Um and boy oh, girls yeah. just want to have fun. Um well um so she says that she was trained to manage by Captain Lou Albano and knew exactly what she was doing um, by backing Wendy Richter in the women's championship match. Uh, yeah. We'll see, I guess. That and that top hat, I guess. Whatever you call it. Um, um, and, then, and then Wendy Richter is saying that it took essentially two people uh, that would be the fabulous Mula and her opponent for the evening, Leilani Kai, uh, to strip her of her title, but she would reclaim gold. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Um, Wendy Wendy Richter looks great here. Um, this is 1985. Yeah. So. Um. Let's get to it. Um, it's the championship match. Leilani Kai versus Wendy Richter. Um, Leilani Kai is the champion. Um, oh, is this the is this the switcheroo here? Mm, no, no, uh-uh. No, that's further down the line. Okay. No, the no the this the switcheroo is with Mula. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Mula dressed up as I forgot whatever gimmick she was, and she cinches in on the, on the the roll up. Yeah, on the roll up, and then runs out, runs out of there. Spider lady. Spider lady. That's right. That runs out of there and Hulk has it out of there, and Vince tells Wendy Richter she can kick rocks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, not that. Well, let's see. Now I'm spider lady. WWF. When did this mm-hmm. happen? I, um, I I just I'm trying to put myself in the time frame, just to. Oh, okay. So it was actually later later this year. Yeah. Um. So it was November 25th, 85. How, how old is Mula here? Oh my Good god! Grief. I've got to do math. Um. So she died in 2007. She was 84, so she was about 62. 2007, 97, 87. Yeah, so about 62 here. Jesus. What a run. What a fucking run. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm saying like what it, you know, good, bad, and what it, we all know what type of person she was. But I'm just saying from a, from a, <laughs> I'm just saying from like a life slash career slash, you know, what I'm saying like uh, what a fucking run. I I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait a second. Uh yeah, yeah, that's definitely um. Oh, women's championship. How long was her title reign? It was a uh, it was it was it was San Martino ish. Holy shit. Well, step aside. Time to do math. Mm. Uh, big, big guns. That's kind of where we're at here because um Wikipedia on the fly. Um the days it says three thousand six hundred and fifty one. Um, days recognized ten thousand one hundred and seventy. Whoa, Mula as as women's heavy when women's WWF heavyweight champion, women's heavyweight champion. Yeah. Holy shit! Um, that's a lot of days. Um, so WWE recognizes the fabulous Mula's reign as being uninterrupted until nineteen eighty four. The title was known as the NWA World Women's Championship. Until May 19th, 1984, when Mula sold the rights to the championship to WWF. <laughs> and the title was renamed the WWF Women's Champion. <clears throat> um if you've held the belts, if if and this this is what I tell like younger people. This is the stuff that makes classic wrestling great. I'm the heavyweight champion. I actually own it. Yeah, I'm gonna sell the fucking <laughs> rights. To, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm gonna sell the rights to the NWA. Now, again, that's how you also get nepotism and a bunch of bad shit. But trust me, all the all you motherfuckers <laughs> years ago, like with Joey Ryan, all that stuff was like wrestling's no, better. Now. No, but like wrestling's better now than it would than it's ever been because of all these bad things. Oh, and come to find out that the same bad shit that was going on back in the days was still going on nowadays too. So everybody, stop being offended. Stop. But yeah, uh, man, that's 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 crazy. What what's that? The years ten thousand days is what? It's uh, almost it's almost twenty eight years. Oh man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Moolah, the Tom Brady of women's wrestling. Oh my god. Go. Stop it. So Mula won the title in 1956. Um, lost it. Um, she had the title four total times before she sold the rights back to WWF. Yep. Um, lost it to Betty Boucher, uh, Yukiko Tomoe. And Evelyn Stevens. I will say combined, that's 16, 23, 39, 41 days. 41 days what? So between 1956 and 1984, 41 days, the Fabulous Moolah did not hold the title. Oh. <laughs> ah. Between when? Say it again. I, I, I need to make sure my brain can fathom it. 
between September of 1956. 56. Okay. Until July of 1984. Oh my God. God. Damn near 40 years. Like, right? 56, 76, 80. I'm sorry. They, you know, 30 years. 28. 28. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, 28, yeah. almost 30 years. Like, that's fucking bonkers. Oh, like, boy. And then she loses it when she sells the rights and everything back over. Yeah. Um, lose it to Richter at the brawl to end it all. Brawl to end it all. That was the main event. The bumping she the bumping she does too. I think this match is great. Um, this match can go fuck itself. Well, yes, but I mean, like the Mula flopping herself around, tripping in the ring. Okay. The fans are going. The fans are going. Like the 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 mood, the, the wrestling's not good. But I yeah, mean, yeah, the, yeah. how she's bumping, you know, because everybody wants to see her get her come up, and it's just great. She's falling around, and their what's her face is pulling the little like sash over her face. It's it's the crowd's going nuts, berserk. Oh, and by the way, no one's throwing a punch or the other super kick. Imagine that. <laughs> Um, oh, what a novel thing. Wendy Richter gets her title back after a crossbody. Um, that's all I got for this because it wasn't a botched, good. A botched crossbody. Yes. But I mean, I, um, I guess it can't be a botch if the if that word wasn't graded yet. This goes for just over six minutes, which that's fair. Is bonkers though because you think in '85, you know. A women's match going for north of six minutes. Yeah, you're okay. right. Uh, cool. That's great. Um, but this match was dog was dog shit. I did not enjoy it. Um, girls just want to have fun. Can piss off. Um, Goonies never say die. Um, and that's good enough for me. I yeah 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 yeah. They're all dancing. Uh, they go backstage. They're celebrating. Um, and so Cindy Lauper tells Mean Jean that she brought her towel. Um, sure. <laughs> Why not? This whole thing can piss all the way off. I yeah, celebrity involvement. Great. Never again, please. But Cindy Lauper, I believe, is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a token Hall of Fame, but but why not? Um, I have to, I have to look at this because I don't. I, I mean, obviously, I want to give her the credit. Uh, I don't think she is. Um. The first article that comes up when I type in to Google Cindy Lauper, WWE Hall Hall of Fame, is an article. And, oh boy, this one is entitled, Why Lance Storm Doesn't Want Cindy Lauper in the WWE Celebrity Hall of Fame. Ooh, we have to tackle that another day, but that's, wow. Um, If I could be serious for just a moment. Yeah. Um, look, I, uh, yeah, pass, pass on that for another day. I'm, mm-hmm. 
not doing it right now. There's too much to get into there. But you know what is coming up next? Um, we're on the way to the main event. Um, so we get the introduction of Billy Martin first. Um, obviously, a huge uh, pop from the New York crowd. Yep. Um, he's the guest ring announcer. Um, followed by Liberace. Youngsters, Gen Zers, Google if you don't know. Um, he is the guest timekeeper. Um, and now he's in the ring with the Rockettes, and they're kicking their legs. It's a fucking show now. Oh, yes, yeah. spectacle. Um, then we get then we get Muhammad Ali, um, joint officiating duties, um. With a young uh babyface Pat Patterson. Um the joke is there. Um <laughs> and um both of these and en- both these entrances are fucking classic. Yeah. Um so no surprise, this whole thing is my match of the night, event of the night, whatever you want to call it. It's the it's the best thing on this card. The whole thing. Okay. Is it overbooked? Yes. Is it WrestleMania? Oh, wow. Yes. So you have Piper and so yeah, Piper and Orndorff come coming out, and they're and they're with Cowboy Bob, and it's with a whole team of pie of Pied Pipers, and it was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, it gave us the big fight feel, and then on top of that. We get Hulk Hogan again, toy belt around his waist because he's over 300 pounds here and he's a giant. Um, Ms. Mr. T in you know boxing attire, whatever. Um, and their third wheel is Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Yep. Um, only about a decade off, um, from killing Nancy Sorrentino. Okay. Um, we're not going to forget that happened. So again, this is one of those things you watch on the network. You get, um, you know, you get real, real American. Um, but in reality, it was Eye of the Tiger. That yep. fucking place blows the lid off. Yeah, I mean, it, no doubt. Yeah. And this is just actually scratching the surface of. Hulkamania, it's actually not running wild here yet. I mean, it is, but it it was really, 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 really isn't. Because you're still talking, like you said, you're talking about 1985. You're not talking about winged eagle. You're talking about 1985 heavyweight belt, Andre heavyweight belt. Well, not Andre, but you know the WWWF. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it wasn't that green one, but you get what I'm saying. Pre facelift and all that so yeah yeah well I'll let you go first because I think you can describe this much more than I can let's get let's get real here okay this is this is this is this is a match that happens yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. 
Um, like I said, overbooked. Hogan's in it. Outside shenanigans. Ali getting involved. It's a thing that happened. Let me ask you this. Um, looking at Hulk Hogan, it's like everything works because it does. Um, but there's a there's a there's a point. This whole thing's dark because that's how it shot. That's how it was back then, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a point where they kind of draw back just a tad, and you see Hogan sitting in the ring, and everything else is like pitch black around. There's just lights on the ring. That's kind of that's kind of how I like it, but. You know, you're looking and like he's wearing his obviously famous red and yellow. Um, this is a side note, by the way. It's like could could he and he and he did wear other colors like before when he was before he was Hulk Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like the Hulkster. Like mm-hmm. could he have wore any colors? Like you know, has it has has anybody ever like asked him? I'm sure they have. Like why red and yellow? You know, you know what I mean? Like. It's just so iconic, and everybody knows that. And I know, that, uh, I know this is probably wasting time on this podcast, but you know, when you watch it and you look at it, and you kind of you don't, you're obviously not seeing Hulk Hogan for the first time, but but it's just everything with this WrestleMania one, and then you're looking at at Piper. I mean, it's just it is big time. Like it is big time. Now, is the wrestling good? No, but it's a spectacle. And it's big time. And again, like you said, it's overbooked and all that, I guess. But man, the crowd is hot for this, for this whole thing. And man, Hot Rod doesn't get his due either, but I don't know. I mean, I I think... Again, you're looking at it through 2023 mm-hmm. lenses and eyes. This was, uh, this was a hit. I mean, if this didn't work, I'm probably jumping the gun here, but if this didn't work, I mean, what would happen? You know, like what would happen? Like, go ahead, Cod. What do you think? Um. So I do have an answer for you. Um, don't search it on Reddit because the most liked response on there of why, um, Hulk Hogan wears red and yellow, um, quote, he's a real American and what's more American than ketchup and mustard brother. (laughs) No shit. No shit. No smoke. And then the the follow-up comment was that, well, his skin tone does have that hot dog, hot dog tint. (laughs) People are terrible. God Reddit is such a dumpster fire. Um, but in reality, um, Hogan credits a combination of Angelo Poffo, which is Randy Savage's dad, mm-hmm. and and Jimmy Hart for uh, for the red Suggest- and yellow. Wow. Um, so um, this is from Jimmy Hart. Um, he was on um, Saturday Night Live. He said that he wanted Hogan to emulate the colors of McDonald's as it was gaining popularity in the U.S. at the time. And this was about 1980 to 1981. So when you see the older shots of him and he's in the baby blue. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, if this fails, this main event, which I don't yeah, like, like honest, like what you know, like it's it's well the 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 fact that I don't think people understand either. Everything, listen, I don't want to get a soapbox. Vince is a lot of things, but a smart business, but at some point, a smart, cunning businessman taking risk and having an eye for what may or may not be coming in the future, he was. And again, I'd argue too that Vince really never really, Vince probably never really wanted to do wrestling. His father loved wrestling. Vince loved the pageantry and everything about it. And this is this this is why we're here where we are now. So good, bad, or indifferent. You can call Vince McMahon what you want and blah blah blah. That's fair. But I mean as in what he did uh well for me there's there's two trains of thought what he did for wrestling slash his business yeah a lot of people too want to give him credit for everything i i also give him credit for his own business he was good for his business as well so let's not undermine that you know but yeah again to see all this and to actually because he to take the chances that he did and did all the stuff that he did nefarious and all the things included, um, getting people to, uh, uh, sell them their stuff, running towns that he shouldn't be running, understanding syndications coming. Like it's so many things have to have to line up for this to happen. That it's, it's truly amazing. Truly amazing. Um, but to your original question, what if this fails? I don't think it could have, if I'm being completely honest, you bring, and this is the mid-80s, so you're looking at Liberace, Muhammad Ali, Cindy Lauper. You have those relationships with MTV that you've built. You have, you know, the relationship with you with USA um to start running stuff on there. Um, I think so much legwork went into this. I don't I truly don't believe that it could have failed. Um, you might be right. And another thing too, it's not bound by expectations because there aren't any, there aren't any, not yet. You're right there. Um, yeah. yeah, And I think that a, a combination of all that, and you have all these big names and everybody's coming in and you have over a million people watching. Now, was the wrestling good? No. But when you look at everything, it was successful on the terms of it's something you've never seen on your television screen before. Yeah. And I think when you look at whether it succeeded or failed, um, like you said, there's nothing to measure it up against. So in terms of that you have to go by off how the crowd's reacting, honestly, you know, and for honestly, most of this, even with the matches that, you know, we took a dump on like 
they weren't great. They were probably TV matches. I mean, the crowd at least was involved, at least a little bit. And then I think it progressively got better. When we got through the first three matches and we got to Bruno, that's when the crowd really was like starting to wake up. And then yeah. after that, you had JYD. And then after that, you had uh, Sheiky and Volkov. And then after that was the Body Slam. And after that was Wendy Richter, Cindy Lauper. And now you have this. So I really think this would have probably benefited more as a card if one of those first three matches were worth a damn or meant anything. But... It was Tito Santana showcase. It was Steamboat showcase. Um, the King Kong Bundy match was a squash. I don't think he needed that. Um, but in terms of everything else, yeah, the Beefcake Barber match was fucking boring. Yeah, but you had but you had Bruno. So for all of the below par wrestling that was on this card, you had star power, or yeah. you had somebody involved that the crowd was fully behind. And I think that's what takes this card from and the show from not being really great to just being average. And I think it's something that really sets the bar for future WrestleManias in the terms of, well, we don't have to have the absolute best wrestling in the ring, but if we can tell a story if we can get the crowd hooked and involved and we have enough star power, we can make this thing work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's still a good formula today and we'll find out here in a couple weeks, but yeah, it's, there is, there is something about WrestleMania. When WrestleMania comes around, even like some of my friends that don't watch um, like they used to or used to watch and don't or even just some of my friends that like never watched just hey are we watching wrestlemania you know they may yeah. not even know that you know some of them don't even know some of them you know some of my older friends that are older than me don't even know the cards or the storylines or anything but they can just get behind wrestlemania because it's actually, I mean, it's its own brand at this point. Well, not at this point. It's been its own brand for a long time. But, you know, I think just everybody understands. And even before, even before, like, the internet was as big as it was, like, even before that, there was, you know, even other outlets would kind of just, like, well, WrestleMania did this. and WrestleMania, You know, like, just ones that you wouldn't think that knew WrestleMania, you know. No. Or wrestling. It just mm -hmm. always gets carried because WrestleMania. Agreed. And I really don't think because I've seen I've seen WrestleMania 2, all three parts of it. Um and for as bad as the main event is for WrestleMania 3, um, and that's you know, Hogan Andre with you know the slam. Nobody remembers that as being a bad match because of the star power, because of the moment that everybody is waiting on for Hogan to slam Andre. And, you know, lo and behold, Andre the Giant had been scoop, scoop slammed in Japan for years. But, you know. Well, well, they, well, 
um, well, they coined the term here too, like the slam heard around the world. Yep. Like, but you know, whether they want to wipe that from your memory, I mean, no, it wasn't Audrey getting slammed, but mm-hmm. whether they want to wipe that from your memory, uh, two years later. Yeah. So I think WrestleMania two, I think was a flop. Um, the you know three cities and um i will and of course we're not covering it during this um this wrestlemania season that we're covering we'll do it next next year um but i've always wondered why it was in three different cities and it's a WrestleMania card, but it's on, I mean, but it's four different cards, like, or three different cards. Each has yeah. four matches. Like, you know, I mean, one of them has Hogan and Bundy cage match. It, okay. Um, that also has, you know, you have a rumble. Adrian, Adrian Adonis. Uncle Elmer at this one. So there that's the one in California. The one that was in Chicago, um, that's the one that was the um NFL Battle Royal. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that location where you have one of we have two referees. One is one is Dick Buckus, and the other one is you know Too Tall Jones. Already you're in Chicago and you have them, you're fine. Yep. You know, but this is also you have another women's match with you know with you know Mula it goes a minute and a half. There's a Volkov match that goes two two minutes. It's a flag match. No one cares about that. Yeah, Bulldogs versus Greg the Hammer Valentine and Beefcake Barber. Um, but then you go to New York and you have one of the worst matches of all time, if you can call it that. You got Mr. T Roddy Piper. So I mean, it's a boxing match. Um, Cab Calloway is one of your judges. That's enough said there. And I love Cab Calloway, too. Um, But that's just kind of a taste of, like, what WrestleMania would lead into the following year. And then year three, which which is the year I really think they started to put it all together. Yeah. Um well I think they I think they with two um they were probably thinking like okay well we can we can get all we can do everything and there was a little bit of expectation I think you're right in three they they fine tuned and realized what they could and couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um boy this was a long one but um I think we covered a lot. I think we had a lot of um, good conversations around everything kind of going on. Um, but this is definitely, this is, this is definitely a show though. I believe that should be watched regardless. I think even for just the sake of saying I watched WrestleMania and like, it's where it all began. You know, I think that's a really yeah. good um Notch to have in your belt. So, um, and it, like I said, and it, good. And everybody thinks WrestleMania three is WrestleMania one. Everybody, no, this is, this is WrestleMania one. No glitz, no glam. 
Uh, just want to see what you get. So, um, but that'll close the door on that. Um, next week on the Retro Review Series, we are covering um, WrestleMania 8. Um, so if you remember back from January, we recover- we covered Royal Rumble 92. Um, and this is the WrestleMania leading after that. So we just had Flair win the title at the Rumble. Um, uh, this is uh, Hogan Tid. Yeah. Um, how long do you think that match goes? <laughs> Kiss my ass, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> what well, year is that? What 90, year is what? Ra- 92. Okay, 92. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, Hogan's still on top, by the way. Can we talk about how Hogan's on top from 85 to, I don't know, um, 97, 98? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you are not wrong. We'll, we'll circle this off here. Um, so Hogan wins the title from Sheik. Um, January of 1984, he, he loses it in February of 1988. So he held the title for four years. And then there was the whole Andre one. Then it was the Texas switch. Um, so then we're pulling up on WrestleMania eight Flair won the title. Uh, the Rumble, and uh, Hogan wouldn't win the title again until the following Mania, which would be WrestleMania Nine. We have covered that on the channel. Yeah. Um, that would actually be his win at WrestleMania Nine, where he came out and saved Brett's life. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, God. <laughs> um. <laughs> 2003? No, 2002. Okay, there we go. 2002, he wanted a backlash, but it was the Undisputed Championship. And I want to say that was his last title run because then we'd get into Ruthless Aggression. Yep. Yep. Um, Want to take a guess on who he wanted off of in 2002? Um, 2002. I don't know. Um, tr- uh, Triple H. Oh, imagine that. Because Triple H has got to put Hogan over. Oh, uh, well, how have the brother, the brothers, the brother Lilies tell you? Good for good for Triple H for putting Hogan over. <laughs> um. Speaking of putting people over, that's gonna piss me off. That's gonna piss me off for the rest of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I'm sure I'm sure Trips was real pissed about that one. I could have fucking lose to Hogan. Yeah, bud. 
my gosh. Never um, forget uh, Shawn Michaels got pissy about it, too, and started bumping around like a ping pong ball. Yeah. Well. <sighs> Somebody's got to do, do the job. Ugh. Um. Anyway. And it ain't Terry, brother. Speaking of putting people over, we'll put over um, Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling. Um, we will be at their show live this Saturday, March 18th. Um, and that is 6 p.m., 7 p.m. bell time. That is at Thomasdale High School here in Chester, Virginia, about an hour from where we are and where we record the show from. Um, it's going to have Carrie Morton, Ricky Morton for Jeff. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have Baby Doll. We're gonna have the Hog Hog Farmer Henry O. Godwin there, the Barbarian, the Extreme Horseman, um, and Jeff's favorite Rhett, Rhett Titus. So Rhett, Rhett. <laughs> Woke up. That was the name he chose, huh? Rhett. Okay, great, good, good, good stuff there. Um, yeah, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I've never seen Ricky Morton in person. I've never seen C.W. Anderson in person. Um, we we've seen Red Titus plenty of times. Fuck off. Um, never seen the Barbarian. Um, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it'll be good to um because it was either that or uh Virginia Championship Wrestling is putting on a show the same day. Um. Jeff saw that Ricky Morton was on this one. It was like, yeah, we got to go to this one. I mean, Ricky Morton. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, although putting VCW over, um, the main event is the Virginia heavyweight champion, uh, Logan Easton LaRue, 1%. Um, taking on the boar. No, don't bet the farm on the boar. <laughs> um, also, uh, the VCW Liberty Champion Dirty Money, uh, oh, taking dirty money. on taking on Phil Brown and Greek God Papadon. Um, <laughs> last time we saw Papadon, he was getting his ass kicked by Lance Archer at a at AEW. He's working his ass off though, boy. Oh, you bet your ass he was. Um, a rematch from the last time we were at VCW, Savannah Evans versus Erica Lee. We also got Gino Medina taking on Caleb Conley. Be good for him. Um, then they have this uh golden, this golden pinky society, whatever. Um, one of them is Benjamin Banks. Uh, he's taking on somebody who's named The Reason. Oh, well, okay. Just the reason. Um, so there's that. Uh, Tim Spriggs versus DK Vandu. Alex Devine versus Saul Esparza. Um, disappointed we didn't get um, that one guy back on here. Um, De, La, De La Cruz. Damn, I'm thinking of fucking Coco. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Black guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I knew. I knew you'd know. Um, now I'm really pissed. Um, but anyway, so we will be at, um, we will be at, um, the mid Atlantic championship wrestling show, uh, this Saturday instead of that one. So 
for obvious reasons. Um, we'll review it the way that we normally do. Sir Rios de uh, Sir Rios de la Sangre. That's it. There we go. Who should be signed, but is not. Um, but anyway, so keep your eyes peeled on Twitter, on TikTok, uh, both WP Pod One. Uh, get your eyes over there. Um, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Um Jeff M Hall One on Twitter. Simple. Simple, easy to the point. Um well, as always. Um, hope you enjoy this trip back in time. Um, don't forget the predictions championship will be on the line next Friday. It's impact wrestling sacrifice, um, which I'm your current champion. Um, I'm over, I'm over here playing, playing checkers. Jeff's playing chess. Don't forget. Fortunately. (laughs) Well, okay. In my defense, um, I picked these impact cards. And I watch Impact every single Thursday because there's nothing else on. Um, Jeff, Jeff does not. So um, double, double champions advantage. Um, I didn't complain. I just grinned and bared it. <laughs> we we talked about it last last week because you were you were telling Travis like I fucking yep this looks good. <laughs> yeah, no clue, none. Uh, no, it's a lot of fun. We don't get in each other's assholes about it. If you win, you win. Whatever. It's bragging rights for the next show. But um, if you're a if if uh, you're on Twitter, um, you have a you have a podcast. Um, you want to get on on this? Uh, slide into our DMs over there. WP Pod One. Um, we'll make this a thing if there's enough people. But um, until then, um, check out our old episodes. Um, get on over to TikTok, over to Twitter, where we make all of our announcements. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening, um, liking, sharing, subscribing uh, to everything that we're doing. We have fun doing it. Um, Absolutely. Um, and until next time, support support local wrestling. Stay pure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, sponsored by Anchor. Remember to turn notifications on so you don't miss any episodes. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1 for all announcements and updates.